Welcome to another Innovation Forum podcast with me, Ian Welsh. Joining me today is Scott Steedman, Director General Standards for BSI. Welcome to the podcast, Scott. Thank you very much. It's great to be here, Ian. BSI was at the forefront of the recent London Declaration to embed climate change consideration to all future standards. What is this setting out to achieve and why? We thought that the London Declaration was an important commitment which the standards organisations, the international standards system, should make to demonstrate that we are embedding climate science in all our work and encouraging our committees of experts all over the world to review existing standards and to ensure that when we're considering new standards, we're really bringing climate issues to the fore and we're considering all aspects of sustainable development. What's the London Declaration then? What was the big announcement? The Declaration itself is a commitment by standards developing organisations led by BSI and ISO and its members to review existing standards, to encourage and to develop a process for our committees all over the world to review existing standards. And in considering new standards and new scopes of work, new versions, new iterations, revisions of standards, to ensure that standards are assessed to make sure that they are considering climate science and they are going to do the very best for the planet. How will this move help achieve the Paris Climate Agreement's targets? Well, standards, of course, are serving business needs and regulators' requirements all over the world today. The catalogue of British standards, which are almost all international standards now, numbers around 50,000. Many of those are technical standards. But really, from a climate change perspective, there may be some hundreds or thousands of standards that are really important around how organisations assess their carbon footprint, for example, how they manage their environmental impact, how they look after their people, their supply chains, all the issues of sustainability in addition to climate change. And we wanted to ensure that in making and shaping standards of the future, these aspects were right at the front of our committee's considerations. By ensuring that companies can have standards that are really guiding them in the right direction, then we can be very confident that organisations everywhere will work together and, and accelerate their journey towards net zero and towards the targets of the Paris Climate Agreement. Was it this move towards reinforcing the role of climate in standards and the thinking about climate issues when you were developing standards? Is that why the London Declaration was necessary? The international standards system is a network of over 150 countries. Every country has one national standards body and BSI is privileged to be appointed by British government to represent the UK in that system. So these countries cover a very wide range of economies, developing countries, developed countries, east, west, north, south. Standards are not just for developed countries. They are really the essence of the global economy. And as we transition to a digital economy, that brings countries closer and closer together. So what we wanted to do was to really shine a light on the whole issue of climate change in our work. Standards have often been considered to be rather invisible, possibly even something that's done by somebody else. And so in this declaration, we would try and really motivate the national standards bodies all over the world through the ISO community to sit up, wake up and to 
discuss with their own committees and their own stakeholders in their own countries what they're trying to do and how their work will help address their climate ambitions. The role of the National Standards Body in country is to engage with stakeholders from all walks of life, from consumers, environmental experts, and academia, regulators, industry, of course, and to bring those stakeholders together to reach consensus on what good practices are needed. So the point of the declaration was really to flag that and to give the National Standards Bodies an opportunity to have new conversations with their stakeholders, their governments and industry and consumer communities to refresh their understanding and to bring this all to the fore. So is it going to be then that sort of increased communication that perhaps on a more day-to-day level will enable future standards to help companies decarbonise and move towards net zero position on emissions, that continual dialogue that you just mentioned? I think the dialogue with stakeholders is fundamental, but helping the stakeholders understand the system within which standards are helping them deliver their organisational performance is key to this. Making sure that people realise that it's all about standards, including regulations, whether you're an SME, whether you're a global corporation, whether you're a government, whether you're a university, it's all about standards, including regulations. And those standards will help you achieve your goals just as they will, in some cases, be obligations that your government has imposed on you. So there's a system within which organisations are operating. The idea here of raising awareness of that system is to help people to optimise their strategy, their performance, their ambitions, and, and to navigate through the really quite complex standards and regulatory environments within which we all have to live and work. So we don't have very long to do anything in relation to climate action. We have to act really now. So I wanted to ensure that the standards part of the business landscape was much better understood and that we could work together with business, with governments and with consumers to agree what the optimum strategy would be to ensure businesses did their bit as fast as possible and as effectively as possible to tackle climate change. I think you're right that for companies to really develop the tools and to really engage with climate and decarbonise is going to require completely optimised strategy across the board. There's almost an unprecedented level of optimisation going to be required across business sectors. How will the ambitions of the declaration play out on a practical level? What are the kind of day-to-day practical steps look like? We will review and update our processes to make sure that committees that oversee our business standards. In BSI, we have over 1,200 committees working on standards, and they're working on around 7,000 standards at any one time. I want us to ensure that we have good process in the committees for just having the conversation about how the standard that they're working on can make a contribution and is there anything more that we need to do in the standard to ensure that the user of the standard is given the best possible guidance. Within that vast area of work there are some specific standards that actually really could make a big impact and part of the challenge here is getting awareness raised across the business community about the value of those standards, for example, in supply chain standards and risk assessment and risk management and business continuity, all sorts of issues around the operation businesses that would support climate action. So we want to make sure that the processes that we are following for reviewing and updating standards as they come along and for assessing where there are gaps 
are optimised. What will constitute success in terms of the impact of the London Declaration? Success for the London Declaration would mean that we had an agreed method across the international standards community for reviewing and updating our standards and for seeing that as a dynamic process which will evolve over time. We would be looking to reach out into new and very important areas, new technologies, for example, in the renewable sector, in in energy, mobility, perhaps, but also in the financial sector, sustainable finance, green finance standards, voluntary carbon markets. There are all kinds of areas where international standards, common agreements will accelerate, will enable the world to accelerate towards achieving their climate goals. But those standards are not well known today. And in many areas, there are still conflicts, there isn't a consensus yet, and we want to bring that consensus together. I think there are huge opportunities here and success would look like a much greater level of awareness amongst governments and business leaders of the role that standards play in achieving their strategies and their ambitions. The sort of consensus building that you're talking about is always challenging. How do you see the role of standards developing over the coming decade and beyond 2050? We keep talking about 2030 targets, 2050 targets. As we were saying, there's so much to be done, so much strategy to be optimised between now and then. What do you see the role of standards in achieving that and how is that going to develop? Well, standards are simply a consensus of what good looks like. The standards that we develop and that we oversee through the international system, which form the backbone of British standards, are actually just a dynamic moving consensus of what good practice looks like that business leaders can rely upon, governments can rely upon, and that represents a patent-free, neutral, technology-agnostic solution to the needs of business. They can be used by government, or they can be used by industry in their supply chains through contractual obligations or just purely voluntarily. They are, in a sense, a body of knowledge of what good practice looks like at any one time. As we go forward in the decades ahead, I hope very much that business leaders will come to realise how this system works to their advantage and how governments can optimise their use of this consensus tool. So I see standards really falling away in the sense of being considered some kind of target or technical requirement and and evolving into much more of a moving consensus approach where stakeholders can think what knowledge they need to achieve the goals that they have and how we can manage that with proper governance in a neutral and independent way. And what will unlock all that is the digital transformation that we see sweeping the world today, where the concept of standards as some sort of paper document or PDF of the past will disappear and standards will become simply code and there may be a human readable form of that. We are already on this journey. Actually, we are piloting what we call smart standards, machine interpretable standards. And what business leaders will simply have to do is dial up their preferences. and it will happen in the background. So through the digital workflow of our organizations, we will see standards becoming code that's embedded in the workflow of organizations, much as when you buy a washing machine, you don't buy it because of the standards, you buy it because it cleans your clothes. 
So in the sense that standards are simply a consensus business information tool, they are embedded in digital platforms and they will be working behind the scenes in your organization as you choose your preferences for your company to be more competitive, more productive and more sustainable and more successful. Yes, it's certainly a daunting as well as an exciting time over the coming decades, but it is vital for companies to know what good is and how to implement it. So Scott Stedman, Director General Standards at BSI, thanks very much for taking us through the details of the London Declaration and its ambitions. Thank you, Ian.